0: <laughs> actually I you should really have been there last episode because we were talking about Bra. Yeah. I know. And he uh, he was actually from Skåne. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He was <laughs> <were>, he <laughs> but he was <laughs> Danish because we owned Skåne at that time. No, he was half Danish, half Swedish. No, no, he was Danish. Well, look
1: in oh, any okay. history book. Because you oh, own Skåne. And he was <laughs> he was
0: actually he was uh, offered the castle in Helsingborg by the Danish king but mm-hmm. he didn't want it. In Helsingborg. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you said that. I I mean I think I mentioned that. Uh, he
1: min- mentioned it. I heard okay. it while you edited. heard it. Yeah,
0: okay. and I actually I forgot to mention something. He was also part of the Elephant Order. Yeah. And the Elephant Order is the most prestigious order you can. enter insert was, in Denmark. That it's could that you could see on the picture sent me.
1: Yeah. Because he had a white elephant around his neck. Is that true? Yeah. And uh, the, and the,
0: and it's really politically incorrect yeah. because it has a black face riding the. Um, <laughs> I think they changed. They changed that. They might have. Is is that still?
2: uh, Is does the elephant order still exist?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the Danish royal family and all Mm. its members, and then people of. I think it. It's noble people can enter, but at rare occasions, someone who isn't noble can enter as well. Only happened once, and that's Mask. Yeah, Mask McKinney Miller. Mm. How How do you know so much about (laughs) it? Conspiracy theories. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but the funny thing is I started I started looking into the elephant order and apparently people can be thrown out as well and that's also very rare. Uh. You have to be a really big dick to get thrown out. It's, wow, okay. But actually, I, 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 I looked through the reasons for some of the uh, people getting thrown out mm. and the most common occurrence <laughs> was if someone sided with Sweden in any of the wars against Sweden. <laughs> 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 that was the most common uh then you are a really big dick yeah that's <coughs> the, the, i can't imagine any any crime worse against no, the no, danish, danish crime than siding with sweden
1: <laughs> it's amazing how for how many years sweden denmark been fighting wars yeah it's uh, like 600 in a row
0: yeah yeah i've i've often been thinking about like writing an alternative history book where Denmark and Sweden didn't spend so much time and resources trying to fuck up each other and start colonizing ah. instead just like Britain did. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone would speak uh sh Yeah. Yeah,
2: maybe. Who hmm. uh I think Robin you're the uh Oh am I the the am host. <coughs> host today.
1: And then then I'll do the host thing. Oh, wait. Thing. Yeah. Then you should have some ho- hosts sound. That, that brings dopamine. Okay. Welcome to Dumbfounded, the podcast that induces dopamine in your head and
0: serotonin.
1: Nerd. Yeah. Let's get started. This is this is boring. Yeah. Okay. Today I'm the host. My name is Robin, the hot one, and with me (laughs) (laughs) you have a radio face. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. oh too early (laughs) for come on (laughs) oh man think about it Fleming Mm? your mom she went pregnant for nine months only to to give birth to you (laughs) (laughs) damn so yeah that was Fleming the the hot one Mm. and we have a and also we have Mark hello hello Mark
2: yeah am I Mm. am I the only not hot one
1: yeah (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit sad about that. You've you've in a western part of Denmark.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Does that yeah. make me <laughs> not hot? no it's more? Just, no, no more comments. That no just automatically makes me awkward. I,
0: I think it's like the dwarves in um, in Lord of the Rings, where the females also have beards, mm. so only the dwarves can distinguish <laughs> the sexes. No. That's I'm still not sure if what your tinder is. Wow! Uh, wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs>
2: There's such a good mood in here. It's, yeah. such, a, it's such a nice environment in here. It today. is. Yeah, it I is really and like being with you guys.
1: Because it, it this is a podcast where we discuss science. It is in, in a good way. It is in a fun, <laughs> fun way in a sober way. Yeah. yeah. And and, yeah. Uh, and today you we have brought uh, some new science. We things have. Yeah. We to have to discuss and and uh, what have what are you going to talk about today? So nah. I'll be
2: talking about sloths, our three-toed, or two-toed friends from. The the jungle that are very 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 slow.
1: Mm. Oh. You know them. Oh. You I, them. Know, yeah. I know them. Yeah. You know them. I love them. Yeah. You S- love <laughs> them. <Yeah>. Sloths. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be difficult for me yeah. to say. Sloths. <laughs> Did you know the th sound in the English language is the last thing a child learns if they're from an English talking country? No. That's the mm. last sound they learn to do. <laughs> i i don't know how to do
0: it yet no I, i'm really stupid at it. um i'm going to talk about okay oh i i really need to phrase this right otherwise i'm going to trigger you mark uh i was just about to say alternative medicine but, no! <laughs> uh, i oh, won't wow, I, peak <laughs> <real>. <laughs> no, I i just have an interesting discussion for today regarding alternative <laughs> medicine <laughs> Yeah.
1: yes Yeah, great, because this is a scientific podcast. Yes. About Uh, alternative
0: medicine. Yes. (laughs) Fuck, I'm already triggered. I've brought a lot of
1: alternative facts with me today also. And I'm going to talk about uh, if birds, do they need helmets? Uh. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Lither helmets, black leather helmets. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's it. Do they need
2: helmets? Uh. Okay. Well, Robin, you're the host, so you're going first. Oh, Satan's.
1: You ever heard about woodpeckers? Never. Oh no! So th- this is a bird that uh, pecks in trees. Is that no? Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Th- is there such and, a bird? And they can do it like in bursts of uh, ten to twenty taps a second. That's a lot. Uh, 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 no, no, only um, fifty milliseconds. So and that they have a de- um, deceleration of thousand g's. Repeat. They do ten to twenty pecks. Okay. Every fifty milliseconds. They usually drum trees in bursts of ten to bursts. ten to twenty taps. Okay, so it's oh, not each e- each about taking fifty milliseconds, so one okay. tap uh, okay. Ah. Yeah. So
0: not that fast. Okay. No. But still, still very still. fast.
1: It's still extremely fast. Yeah. And and then they de accelerate or decelerate in thousand Gs. And no one knows why we haven't found them I with head injuries.
0: I'm sorry, but we already had that article. Make nope.
1: sure uh, are, we, are we are we are we sure of it?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. No. I'm I'm, not com- g- I'm completely sure. Okay,
1: because I this time I actually wrote and asked if we have had it on. Are <laughs> sure. you, you know, sure. And you said we haven't talked about it. On no, I'm case. I'm really s- sure we haven't. No. Okay, but It doesn't
0: matter where were... You talk no. about they would decelerate at a thousand. Oh, Gs. Yeah,
1: decelerate. I think no. you say yeah, a thousand Gs, and that's um, I don't know, but it sounds really really. A lot. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is that? And I think uh, so. The question is, how can they? How can we not find birds lying down on the ground with head injuries? or Woodpeckers. Oh,
2: that's uh, a yeah, question yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. So that's just a rhetorical question. No, yeah, no. So
2: how? Why do we not find birds with head injuries all the time? Hmm. So I think no, their wha- skull skulls are made of rubber.
0: I think they have their brains in the ass. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah,
2: yeah. but how? Do, how does that work? So.
0: Then they then they start thinking like politicians.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't they? Wouldn't they just accidentally poop their brains out?
0: I think just as politicians. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> right. No. If they try too hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Robin, how do they survive this?
0: <laughs> Was it true? Did I guess it? You guessed it right. Yes. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs>
1: no, <Nah>, Mister, <clears throat> so they want to find out how, and I think the results are not uh, that um, uh, impressive Uh, I think I think more that the way they found it out is the this this is the cool one so they first they picked a a woodpecker from a from the Chinese landscape Uh, the one the one woodpecker they they had the most I would say the most common one and then they found another bird who was not a woodpecker but in a similar size and a similar I'd say a similar size and they as a control bird, so what the first they want to do, they want to find out their behavior. So they started to uh, to um, film it in a cage that was uh, that was also had sensors on it, and they used two cameras mm-hmm. because then they could make a three dimensional movie, a
0: three D woodpecker yeah, movie, yeah,
1: a movie, movie, not movie, but uh, like a doc. I say a clip? Yeah, pardon. A clip? Yeah, a clip. So you can film it as three-dimensional while it was pecking. Mm. So then they could find their behavior. So that was the first thing. So I'll make this short. The second thing was that they didn't want to n- get to know uh, every smallest detail in their bone, like the density of every micro millimeter in their bone structure. So they make this the morphological study, and that was simply a CT scan. With the yeah, uh, mm. uh, you had to have have something to add, Fleming. No, I'm just intrigued. Ah, no? Oh, you're intrigued, yeah. And uh, that's uh, for example. So they couldn't even find the smallest parameters such as bone volume and bone min mineral density. But <coughs> they were interested in head injuries, right? So they also, they also need to find out what forces would cause a woodpecker skull to crush. So they put. The, so they took. No. <laughs> so they so they took this.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So they took the they took the specimens. Where uh, first they lubricated them to minimize fric- friction. Well, lubricated they, what? they lubricated uh, the uh, woodpecker. Uh, <laughs> the lu- uh, the what what? And, and then what? what? And then they put the skulls in between steel rods until no. until their skulls were crushed. Of w- living woodpeckers? No, no. There they were d- only the cranial dead woodpeckers. So they had to use some dead woodpeckers. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so, okay. One for behavioral, one for. <laughs> uh, okay. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: that's quite an important point Robin. it. Maybe next time start with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did, but okay. So was it like pressure from the front of the beak, right? So was the it? same angle. The pressure was applied at the same angle as when they picked. I think they no. So now the pressure was
1: just to um, to find out how how much forces how much pressure this skull actually can take but
2: that's really different compared uh, depending on where you push it yeah. so mm. think about an egg if mm. d- depending on where you drop an egg or push an egg it's it's much more stable than if you push it the other way around so if mm. you put it the push it the long way right from top to bottom yeah. well, as we would call it top to bottom it's much harder to uh destroy it than if you go the other way around because it's oval
1: I I don't have the article with me. I only have notes, but they do point out where exactly they pressure the skull, and I can't okay. remember I why. Must, they it that. must have
2: been at the same angle. I mean, otherwise, wouldn't yeah. make sense, no. right? Because that's the force they're getting constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, uh, but the the reason they they collected all these data, the three D motions and and how hard they picked on the on the on the on the box, on the glass box, or yeah. and all that, because they want to make uh, a game. <laughs> so they wanted to program a virtual woodpecker, and then they they calibrated or changed the the parameters until it uh, until the cranial You're crushed the wa- in the computer in the virtual uh, woodpecker.
2: You're saying they wanted to make a game? Not a game, a I simulation. Mean, a, a simulation. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah so. Okay. So I, th- <laughs> I thought they were going to <laughs> make. It, I mean, for this. me, I read it as a game because you you can you can play around with this woodpecker until it crushes head. <laughs>
2: what what, what so what's, put, what's the point? What are, what are, how do now on Steam.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Greenlit for only two weeks. It's what, one what, of what those uh,
0: 99 cent games. Um. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you just you just <laughs> flick a slider until it it's destroyed and that's uh, it. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't pay for that. Not even on, on my phone.
0: It's going to be standard on all Windows machines from <laughs> 2021. <laughs> it's it's going it's to it's replace st- Solitaire. Uh. What's that? Uh, sugar bale Ah. Sugar. sugar bale. Why do you know solitary? the wh- why do you know the English word for that? Why don't you? I don't know. Oh. So yeah, they so they use
1: the same like the same simulations. People when they when they build the uh, buildings, and they want to check if the material can withstand these forces or if they if it hold there or if so they could put these. So they did instead of a building <coughs> built of I don't know. Or just the steel and uh, and concrete, and uh, and checked how much uh, wind it could withstand. They make we made a simulation of a woodpecker and checked uh, to look at how hard it could peck, when did when did its skull crush, and where where on its um, where on its bones and cranial structure the the forces were the the most. Mm. Yeah? yeah. So. So that that is called a computer aided drafting or people say a cat construction model so that's what it did so they basically made a woodpecker skull collider simulation to collect items, and then they tested it mm-hmm. and they found out and Fleming you you know what they found out <laughs>
0: <laughs> that the brain is in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> they figured that out from the simulation yeah, yeah. Oh my god, there's no brain in this simulation. I don't I don't understand why we scanned all the bones. It must be in the butt.
1: It's the only explanation. Yeah. But you, you said it earlier when uh, when you thought I fucked fuck this up. Oh. No. Cuz you heard about it this before. No no. So you said they, because this, they have a unique unique uh, head and tongue bone structure. I, apparently a tongue bone is something um I don't know around the tongue 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 oh tongue tongue tongue. is (laughs) something else yeah so (laughs) they something (laughs) else but i don't know what it i'll take it again they had a unique head and tongue bones tongue bone structure tongue 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 bone structure and 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 that it's that's what's uh that works as a well functioned force absorption system apparently so that's what they found out wait did you say tongue bone Mm. or just tongue structure tongue bone structure what's the bones around the tongue? I don't know i uh, I didn't
2: know there were bones surrounding the tongue Appar-
1: apparently in woodpeckers yeah that's kind of weird so I, I, so yeah. what are you saying when they peck mm. their brain or head or whatever it it moves no, it's something about um there were two things so they they had the uh, the beaks, so the upper beak was a little bit longer, and I think the beaks uh, uh, were connected with the tongue bone structure in some way and that uh, absorbed the pressure or the the forces did
0: it absor- absorb it no uh, it's uh, it's 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 like a a sliding spring system uh, right uh, uh. so it's like the absorbers on a car for example hmm. it's it's it, it 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 doesn't take the full force of the impact because it it it's a it's able to slide so it works like a, a bone... Ah, kind uh-huh. of a bone mm. spring so system, yeah. Mm. So,
2: it's, so, okay, now you're saying slide. I'm immediately thinking that the upper beak slides over the lower beak, sort of.
0: No, it's, it's not just the beak. It's, it's the bone structure mm. in the entire cranium. Mm. So the, entri- the entire cranium yeah. slides. So it can kind of divert the forces of the impact.
1: Aha. Mm. Uh-huh. But this, uh, they already... Um, how to say, this was the scientific hypothesis, but they couldn't prove it. So now they made this simulation... And they proved it. So the scientists, or you call otologists,
0: yeah, they they've been thinking this a long time. So, but so th- this article was actually the comp- a computer simulation of a woodpecker cranium mm. I- uh, they made in order to prove.
1: Yeah, and um, but also they wanted it. It's sometimes with science you just make uh, an article to show this is a new way to do studies. Yeah. this was a new way to do like. Uh, we take the uh, constructors CAD system and yeah. put it uh, and imply it into, I don't know, biologist, uh, autologist, the uh, way to study. And that's, and it worked.
0: I, so I, that's kind of cool, yeah. actually. Yeah, and uh, I, d- I can't see any other way of, uh, of like, testing that experimentally. Like, no. how w- how else would you do it but with a computer simulation?
2: No, but I, the, I think what uh, Robin's saying is that you could do it with a CAD simulation and not an, as normal or another computer simulation. So I don't... No. I. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: true. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah oh.
2: I, but I, I, that's not how I think of CAD. So I don't know if you've ever tried drawing in CAD. No. So CAD is what engineers use when they draw buildings or everything, actually. Mm. If they, no. if when they don't have a product, they draw it in CAD. It's a CAD software. So AutoCAD or Google also have some free stuff. You can draw it in.
0: But why wouldn't you be able to use another simulation that's not no. CAD-based?
2: No, you probably can. Yeah. But yeah.
0: they just showed that you can do it in CAD.
1: But yeah, I mean, no. Okay, so when... when Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no. But when constructors uh, use CAD, they also have this um, where they can you where they can see uh, where where they can simulate the materials how they will behave yeah, with each yeah, other exactly. yeah. in the CADs. Yeah, yeah. but that's, that's another that's another point. That that's some mathematics uh, besides CAD. So CAD you use to draw, yeah, 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 computer aided drafting. But in that program, you um you also have this application where you can see how much. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. yeah, so okay. So CAD yeah.
2: programs also have built-in applications that can do simulations. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, yeah. f- for a building, you can say to it, here's some wind, mm. right? And yeah. then you'll do that in different resonances mm. or oh. frequencies. And then you'll see, okay, does this correlate to the frequency of the building? Mm. Huh. Sometimes they can calculate that. Mm. And then they can simulate it in the CAD software. Yeah, true. So I'm guessing that's what they've tried to do, but I didn't know that they could make the, the structure slide so that they've... Apparently figured out how the bones are connected, uh, and then they put that into the CAD software. Told the CAD software this bone is connected to this one, and this one to this one. Mm. And then once the woodpecker hit something in the simulation, then apparently everything just worked as yeah. it would biologically. Yeah, that's kind of insane.
1: And yeah. that's why they did a the the, the CT scan to to yeah. the, in the menu to wow, the, to very detail. Think yeah. about
2: the work that's gone into that. Mm. Yeah, that's insane. You have to figure out every single detail, what's connected mm. to what, where does this air bubble come in, mm. right? Otherwise, it just wouldn't be
0: biologically correct. Do but you think you could put a stick in a woodpecker and use it as a weapon? Fucking, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Thank you for... for do, do
2: it, does it have to be alive? I, I don't think so. I think Okay, so if it's alive, then yes. Uh. Then you just need some sort of trigger to make it peck but so but
0: but, but, but he he just said that they tested the the force of the skull on a dead woodpecker and that was a thousand g's so no do you, no you no. just do you just want to hit with it yeah put a stick in it and just use it as a weapon to use a fucking rock but that's I mean, not <laughs> a, But a thousand g's
2: that that's not i mean it's a thousand g's that's acceleration it's not how yeah, hard you hit a table
0: no no i'm just i'm just saying it's a very pointy pointy (laughs) thing what the fuck I think a pointy rock would break before you think so yeah it it, it doesn't have any way of diverting the force but
2: that's that's not I don't think that's the point I think the point is that I don't get concussions from this
0: yeah right so uh,
2: a thousand G's makes no sense if you're hitting something in a table that doesn't make sense if you shake your head a thousand G's you you can't (laughs) even do that I mean that's insane (laughs) But the fact that they could do that yeah. without getting yeah. concussions yeah. and uh, brain bumbling about.
0: You just don't want me to try. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> <no. laughs> I really don't want you to. Maybe we should remember to thank Nikolai for sending yeah. him the article. Yeah, thank Nikolai. Yeah.
1: And maybe we should put his name on the list.
0: <laughs> no, no. no, 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 no. No,
2: that's no. all right. It's fine. Thank you. Sloths our real slow. Did you know that? Uh, they're real what? slow. Like, what? they're so slow that they find it unnecessary to even come out of the trees to poop. They don't have to. They just, they just don't care. They've made their own pouch in their butt where they store poop for up to a week. A poop Again. pouch? A poop pouch. They have a pouch inside of the asshole where they keep excrements until they have their weekly travel down from the tree and once they're down, they just take their two fingers or three fingers, however many they have, and they scoop out the poop, and that's their
1: Why don't you just shit where they are down? That's the perfect way to do it, it because you, if you're on a tree, you, you don't... Might as well let it fall, you know?
2: Yeah. May, I don't know.
0: Maybe that they're hanging wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think Frederick has a pooping pouch? Who? Frederick. F- 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 uh, our old guest friend, Niergaard. Ah, yeah. He he, only, he only poops very rarely, and when he does so, it's, he breaks the toilet. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how slow sloths are. They only come down from the tree once a week to relieve themselves from their poop and to fornicate. But actually, they're even slower than that. They're so slow that they're able to minimize the amount of oxygen they take in when their body temperature is either too high or too low to make sure that they don't die of overheating at high surrounding temperatures. <laughs> And to make sure that the expend the expending of energy mm-hmm. never exceeds the energy they acquire to live at these low temperatures. So they're able to to stop
1: taking in oxygen if they don't want to overheat. Is that not insane? But isn't the the part of adaptation that they eat their food is so um don't have so much nutrition that they everything is slow because the, they shouldn't waste energy.
2: Uh Yeah, yeah. They eat only a single type of leaf, and yeah. they only do that, I mean, they eat a lot, but not too much. Anyway, oh. as a, yeah. Amazing. It is amazing. West, and, uh, Western culture has a lot to learn from sloths. We definitely do. Yeah. And here's how we know. I mean, sloths are the stupidest, this uh, this st- stupidest evolutionary animal. I can't, I mean, how... Well, hey, 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 hey. Ha- I just thought we agreed they were awesome. They are awesome, but yeah. how does evolution come to a point where sloths are able to live they are they are i mean they are going extinct right now
1: so may, may i say, comment yeah so once upon a time there were like twenty, forty thousand different start species and they all went extinct yeah that's with, true yeah. and
2: they all they actually had some pretty cool sloths yeah. so the uh, giant sloth yeah. and uh, and now they are only two cl-
1: left so they did yeah I, are true yeah.
2: true so they're not really good but i mean how did they even live back then but okay, so I'm going to talk about a, an article that's uh, made by um, Cliff. A, it's I don't remember her first name actually, but it's it's a it's a woman. She's not too old, uh, and she's a, an expert in sloths. Mm. Like she really really likes sloths, and she's determined all kinds of stuff about sloths. So one of the things that she's determined is this thing that they can stop taking in oxygen. So all animals need to keep at a certain temperature to function. Some animals are cold-blooded and uh, they need an external heat for them to function, right? So like... Women. Lizard. <laughs> yeah, women. Um, the hotter the better until they reach a temperature where their metabolism <laughs> ceases to function. So they are simply cooked from, because of the external heat. Hmm. Other animals are warm-blooded. They're called homeotherms. And they are able to regulate their internal body temperature using their metabolism. So That's us so not women but men apparently mm. and and horses <laughs> <laughs> and they they make sure they never get too hot or too cold and the homeotherms these uh, warm-blooded animals that live in areas outside of the optimal temperature range uh they can employ strategies of dormancy for example a hedgehog that hibernates in the winter mm. so when it gets really cold it hibernates to make sure it doesn't uh, it doesn't have to eat anymore so it doesn't the its uh, body temperature reaches a state where it's Actually, all right. Yeah. Now, Sloths don't engage in any state of dormancy, except for them being very slow, and they are regularly thought to be homeotherms, warm-blooded. But their body temperature can fluctuate as much as 10 degrees Celsius over 24-hour periods. Damn. What happens if our body temperature uh, goes up just 3 degrees? Death. Not death, but at least a very high fever. 40 degrees, that's insane. Man. 42 degrees, you die. Uh. That's five five degrees. If we reach a temperature that's five degrees higher or lower, we probably die. Oh. But Slavs can fluctuate
0: ten degrees. That's pretty badass. That is pretty badass.
1: But uh, what's okay.
0: But if you if you have a plus or minus five, I guess that's ten. Huh?
1: But what's what's their um, uh, temperature? The normal temperature. I'm coming to that. Okay, yeah, I'm getting to that.
2: Okay, so. Um, Cliff and her colleagues wanted to establish if sloths are able to behave as reptiles with their uh, cold-blooded strategies and hypothesized that metabolism would increase with increasing body temperature. Mm. So the way they tested this was that they took eight adult three-toed sloths, they're called radipus variegatus, and they were put into an airtight polystyrene box that was placed in a water bath. Sloths were put in a styrofoam box in a water bath, just like your Sunday takeout. Uh, the sloths all had a t- thermometer inserted into the anus after making sure that any poop in the poop pouch had been scooped <laughs> out. <laughs> How do you ensure that? You put your finger in and then you scoop out the poop oh. if there is any. <laughs> and oh then my God. in the box, the animals had a wooden bar they could hang from and a small peephole was cut in the box so the researchers could look into the box and make sure the sloths were okay throughout the entire experiment. They took uh, peephole measurements every four minutes and the value was given from one to six to the sloth's activity level. So one is low no activity, <laughs> sleep, and six is vigorous activity. Or, as they say, all limbs spread out to the sides. That's vigorous activity for sloth. <laughs> so, wow. And then they increase the temperature in the box uh, gradually from 21 degrees Celsius to four, 34 degrees Celsius. And they control the airflow, both in and out, so they can see how much oxygen is coming in, mm. how much oxygen is coming out. And the result is then that... Sloths have one of the lowest metabolisms of any non-hibernating animal. So the regulation of the body temperature is actually the inverse of typical warm-blooded animals. So sloths has a very, or have a very metaboli- uh, low metabolic activity when the ambient temperatures, so the surrounding temperatures, are low and high. And this means that sloths are unable to increase their body temperatures by themselves, uh, and they don't work harder to cool down when it's hot outside. That's what we do, right? Mm. We work harder when it's hot outside to cool down, so we sweat. That's how we cool down. Yeah. So when it's very low in temperature or very hot in temperature, sloths are very uh, docile, right? So they don't really do anything. That's... So So their metabolism is, is really non-existing. Yeah? Mm. So because of the oxygen, we could see this, but that's not what we would do. We would metabolize even more, so we would try to keep our body temperature up because it's so cold or try to keep it down because it's so hot. And then once you reach the middle ground of temperatures, their metabolism actually goes up to the highest point. So they make a, we make a U-shape, so from low temperature and up to high temperature, we start decreasing our metabolism because we don't have to use as much, as much energy. But sloths do the other way around. Mm. So they actually have a higher metabolism when they're in their good range and we have a lower metabolism when we are in a good range. So they what? just think it's it's too hard work? Yeah, exactly. Why is that? That's because the, why sloths do that? Yeah. That's what I said at the yeah. start. They want to make sure that they don't die of overheating when it's too hot. And they want to make sure that they don't use too much energy oh, when it's cold. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah,
0: So they don't take in very much energy because yeah. they only eat these leaves. Do you think that maybe the entire species of sloths are hibernating? All the time, without All us knowing. Yeah, they're waiting for the call. Maybe they did say one, one day oh. they will wake up. I mean, they and did conquer th- the
2: earth. Yeah, they did say that they this was a non-hibernating animal, but that could just be because they've never seen it awake.
0: Exactly,
2: I think so. We
0: don't want to see the sloths awake.
2: No, you know? no, no. Uh-uh. Don't anger them. Yeah, don't anger them. <laughs> <laughs> These are scary sloths.
0: They wait in silence for their master.
2: So Fleming, how does it, how does it feel to know that your family members here? uh are able to do the opposite of you with your meta-
0: with their metabolism I think I should just start holding my breath when I'm sweating I, I think guess. that's a good idea yeah. yeah and then I I will go cold eventually
2: <laughs> that's exactly how it works <laughs> exactly how it works <laughs> yeah yeah but the fun thing is then that so they looked through this people right uh, every 4 minutes yeah and at the start at the low temperatures they the most of the animals were asleep actually so didn't really do anything so it's like when it's very cold they don't want to do anything they want to preserve energy mm. yeah. so they're sleeping yeah. but then once you get to the high temperatures where they aren't metabolizing right yeah. they apparently go into a frenzy and they are just so active they have all of their limbs spread out
1: <laughs> maybe but they're
2: not metabolizing
1: maybe global warming is good for them Maybe I mean they
2: ju- they don't that's need as much energy to be active.
1: Maybe that's what they are waiting for, Fleming. Yeah.
0: Ah, I think so.
2: They're waiting for hotter temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Ma- maybe they're the ones starting all the forest fires everywhere. <laughs> I actually stopped drinking coffee when five minutes ago. <laughs>
1: nah. Uh, uh, last night. So today. Last I'm, night. So I'm very shaky and uh, I feel sick. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's a bad excuse. He
0: actually he stopped uh, drinking coffee at the first year of university as well. He, he, I do it yeah. once a year. Really? Yeah. I ruined it f- the first time I remember. Mm. Mm. I pushed you, mm. <laughs> but it's. I think uh, after I s- I tasted the Helsingborg coffee, mm. I I've gotten like regular coffee doesn't do it for me anymore. No, no. No. So I get why you're so addicted. Yeah, true. Craving that Helsingborg uh, uh, green. It's not good for you. No. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Today I have a topic of conversation for the group. Yay. So uh, it's going to be me presenting a bit and then t- trying to have a civilized discussion with you guys. Fuck you. Yeah, I know mm. it's I'm I'm becoming a hippie. Uh I don't know if you've noticed. What was the topic? I don't remember. Candida. <laughs> so I I um I I pitched this as alternative medicine, but I think it would be a shame to call it that. Okay. So it, this this really it, this started with me being uh, at a talk in uh, the hospital of Odense. There was uh, there's a group microbiology group there as well. Okay. Clinically microbiology. Yeah. And there was a doctor there who kept bees. And he had done uh, some testing uh, using honey as a wound treatment.
2: I've heard Mm -hmm. about that before, people doing that. And people have done that in ancient time also.
0: Yeah, so uh, this actually traces back to ancient Egypt. I thought so. Yeah, so there's a papyrus called the Ebers papyrus from uh, approximately 1,500 years before Christ. And it details the use of uh, uh, band-aids with honey and animal grease on it. And the idea was that the um, honey would... uh, Touch the wound and kind of heal it, and then the grease, the animal grease, would uh, enclose the wound so pathogens wouldn't uh, get to it. Okay. And uh, of course, the ancient Egyptians didn't know that that was what they were doing. And it says in another papyrus that's uh, newer that they believed it was to (laughs) make sure that the spirits couldn't enter the body Mm -mm. by closing the wound with fat and honey. And honey. Yeah. (laughs) But actually, it, it had it It turns out that honey has antimicrobial um yeah i mean yeah anti spiritual anti spiritual um effects on yeah. the body yeah and I think this is interesting because I was really surprised when I heard this doctor talk about it because he he did some testing on burn wounds and uh, I think it was wounds from laying down. We call them laying wounds in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, it's m- normal in the elderly and so on. People who w- with disabilities who don't move and, around that much. And, and in America, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, they actually they discovered that that the wounds they healed faster than they would normally. So normally you would just treat wounds with uh, like burn wounds, for example, by putting on Band-Aids and changing them regularly yeah. and so on. But the the honey had a positive impact on the healing time, and it also it re- did yeah, and it also it has antimicrobial abilities, so it it would it partially prevents infection, yeah, so it kills uh, bacteria, hmm. and that's also a plus side besides it helping to heal faster and I was really baffled because apparently it's not regular practice to use honey. In wound treating. They would still use normal band-aids with nothing else, even though this has been known since the ancient Egypt's uh, Egyptians were around. So I asked him why why this wasn't practiced in Denmark. And he was like, yeah, but people don't want to. They don't want to? No, it's too like too primitive. Hmm. I, I pe- civilized uh, Western people don't like the idea of putting honey in the wounds. So I've, I it think... It's quite sticky. But yeah. But don't I, call it the honey then. They call it something else, right? Mm. Antimicrobial. Ace cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought that was really dumb. A dumb reason. Yeah, I agree. And and the, apparently the US Federation, Federal Drug Ad- Administration, they uh, recommended using uh, honey for wound treatment back in
1: 2007.
0: Ooh. And... Uh, they specify that they would recommend the manu manuka honey from the that's bees that's only f- taking pollen from the manuka tree and, and that's native to new zealand and australia and apparently that it, that specific type of honey has been found to be ex- especially good for wound treatment and i yeah.
1: in Australia and, and New Zealand. That's
0: where the trees grow. Yeah, yeah. I f- I think the honey it can be bought all over the world. Yeah, yeah. and um, is, yeah. That,
1: is that because everything is about in Australia? Everything is just more dangerous. <laughs> so so the honeybees need to make poor better better honey to protect themselves. from Yeah, maybe.
2: B- so uh, are we on to the discussion part? Yeah. Okay, but, so, yeah. but why is it necessary to put honey on the wounds? Why do you only use Band-Aids? Do we not have anything else other than Band-Aids that stops
0: infection? Yeah, I guess you, you clean yeah, the wound and yeah, treat it, right? Yeah, with I mean, alcohol. But and, and,
2: exactly. I mean, that because, okay, so honey has antimicrobial effects. But yeah. the, the things that I know about honey, how the antimicrobial effects are, it's either osmotic, so mm-hmm. it's because the, it has such a high uh, concentration of sugar that it just it pulls the water out of the bacteria and then it shrivels up
0: and die. Okay, so actually, honey has antimicrobial, I think it's peptides and okay, and, yeah. may, may, and even uh, enzymes. That was that my, p- my next point. Yeah. So there are also proteins
2: in there that can kill bacteria.
0: Yeah, and that's because that's how the bees protect the honey from okay. microorganisms. Yeah, okay. So in their salvia, they, proce- they process the honey with their salvia as Saliva. far Is it salvia? Saliva. Saliva, sorry, oh, yeah. 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 To, to give it the antimicrobial uh, uh, okay. abilities, yeah. yeah. To so, so make sure that um, bacteria don't eat the honey.
2: Okay, sure, but you also have a lot of other stuff in there, right? But so you have some water, you have some, I don't know, some carbohydrates that are supposed to be there just to keep it together. But if you could isolate whatever it is that keeps the bad bugs away, then but, you could put that on instead.
1: But why would you do that? What, why? That's, uh, perfect,
0: because it's much more efficient.
1: Perfect, no, perfect cocktail from the uh, evolutionary developer. But right?
0: if, is it the
2: perfect cocktail?
0: But honey is super cheap.
2: But is it the perfect cocktail? I, I'm not saying it's perfect. That's what no, no, that's, I'm, that's I'm, what
1: Robin's saying. I would say it because uh, it keeps the the bacteria b- away but from the honeybees. But does honey it bees. keep
2: it away constantly? I mean, it can spoil at some point. At, I mean, can bacteria become
1: resistant to some of the? Uh, but those times, but those bee honeybees that did not do it right, they are dead now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the point is that it's 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 very accessible and it's very cheap. So it's 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 a good option for treating wounds because it's it's not. Costly. Okay, yeah, but the
2: problem with treating wounds right now with honey is that people don't want to have honey put on it. Yeah, but what if you isolate or extract whatever it is from honey that is good? Sell it for four hundred bucks a vial, and then call it I don't know, uh, wound treating. Uh, I don't know. I think something. it's and then then everybody would buy it. I, Every rich white per- person in the world would buy it.
0: I'm not sure it's uh, definitively known what it is about the honey. Uh, uh, like I don't no, think you can pinpoint it.
2: And that's that's so. Why do you not try to figure it
0: out? I mean, you could do that with either proteomics or. But if 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 it's something you had to produce like that, it's going to be expensive. Like you would need to do the research also to figure out what compounds in the honey mm. you wanted to extract. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And and also, okay, so I, have, I can add this. So uh, at the University of Auckland in New Zealand, they did um, 19 clinical trials of more than 200, no, of 2,554 patients with untreated wounds. And they proved that when honey was applied to the wounds, they healed quicker than using normal Band-Aids.
2: How many people did you say?
0: two thousand five hundred and fifty four oh, and then late and also in um, there's another review article of uh, covering 22 trials involving 2062 patients who were subjected with honey to the wound dressing and they found that the properties uh, of the honey in the band-aids were that they they were antibacterial they rapidly cleared existing infections they did? Yeah, and it protected the wounds from additional infections. The honey um, removed odor from the wounds. So yeah. they if they smelled bad, it would uh, reduce the smell. And it had anti-inflammatory activity that minimized scarring. So the scars uh, from the wound afterwards were reduced.
2: Okay, so we are saying that if we ever extracted whatever it is in the honey and or figured out what it was yeah then we'd have to have to test that why do we not have to test honey now you're saying that it reduces the amount of scarring Mm -hmm. fair enough but what if the anti-inflammatory thing it has is just because it's also killing off some of our cells? we don't actually know that but it sped up wound healing yeah but it could also cause cancer we don't know it's like you're using stuff
0: that you don't know what does how? But what? We, we've been no. Re- I'm, it's eating.
2: hypothetical, Fleming. You're, yeah. I'm just.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm just.
2: Yeah. It's I, like it's like going out and then eating uh a, a, a the cocaine plant, right? The coca plant, and then you see, oh, right, this is pretty cool. I'm my digestive system is getting much better, but then I'm yeah. also becoming addicted to it. But you don't know.
0: I'm not, I'm not sure what your point is.
2: I'm saying you you would have to test it with whatever you're doing. So because we had to... Yeah. If you extracted whatever it is in, in the honey that's responsible for it, you're saying we ever had to test that. Right. Why wouldn't we not have to test the honey then? You, that, you, that's what they're doing, right? You, you want to no, no, them. no. They're just putting the honey onto people and seeing that the wound are heal- wounds are healing faster. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. They don't know of all the other things. That's, this, is, this is exactly the point of where, why many people are, chemophobia, are chemophobic. Yeah. They're saying that, okay, so... We have these—I uh, don't know—plastic chemicals in plastic bottles, and then people started using it, but they never figured out what was bad about it. We couldn't; we just figured out what was good about it. That's exactly mm-hmm. the same here. Now people are going insane about using—I don't know talettes or whatever
0: in plastic bottles because they didn't check it before. But you can't—you ch- can check any drug for all side effects, like the, dr- the even the synthetic drugs that are pure. You—you you cannot.
2: But that's why you have ten-year trials. Yeah, for every drug. Yeah. Yeah, so you would have to have that for honey, also. Yeah, but that's that's what they're doing. They're having clinical trials, ten year trials. Why? But why do they do that with honey then? Why I, not I just didn't say
0: I didn't say ten year trials. I'm just saying that they're, they're testing the wound healing abilities. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you need to test for
2: everything, but every possible thing you can. That's how you know that. I mean, all drugs cause uh, vomiting or nausea, or whatever.
0: Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure what your point is.
2: Well, it was. It's that why why just why use honey then why not refine it?
0: Because that's it's because honey is cheap and accessible.
2: But what if there's something in there that's bad, and if you refine it, you could be rid of that. What if it's not efficient, and if you refine it, it could be more efficient.
0: so you want, you want, yeah, you so you, you're arguing. I don't arguing, want anything, i no, just arguing. Yeah, I'm just arguing for purifying it, and I'm just, I just, I don't, just don't think you can pinpoint it to one thing. I think it's a lot of different things. Yeah, apparently. sure, so you made a cocktail of all they, the different things. They also things. saw that the honey stimulated growth uh, of granulation and epithelial tissues. So they, right. the, they, it promoted regrowth of skin tissues. Yeah, that's why you don't see any scarring, I'm guessing. Yeah. Mm. So I'm just I'm just saying I think it's
2: it's more complex than that. That's what I'm saying as well. Yeah. I'm also saying you can't just put honey on a wound and then say, "Oh, the wound heals faster," and then not expect anything else to happen.
0: No.
1: But nothing else
2: happens. <laughs> so if nothing else happens, fair enough. Fine. Then sure. <laughs> go ahead.
0: But we don't know that. No. No. Um, Yeah, I also have uh, fish skin for burn wounds. So this is a rather new one. Um, So normally when people get burn wounds, uh, if it's really bad, you'll put on uh, human skin from a donor or maybe even pig skin to uh, kind of promote uh, regrowth of the skin. And part of that is because there's uh, collagen, which is a protein that is used for... uh, Skin synthesis. And uh, in the, recently, scientists have started using, or doctors have started using uh, fish skin instead. Because fish skin also have uh, very high uh, concentrations of um, collagen. And it helps keeping the burn wounds uh, moist. So this is a better alternative to normal um Band-Aids as well. So this is not a better alternative than human skin or pig skin, but better than, like, Band-Aids. Yeah. And they use the fish skin from a fish called... uh, the The Talipia fish. I've never heard of this before, but apparently it's a very, very normal edible fish, a freshwater fish that doesn't taste of that much. And this fish... Is uh, I think it's native to Africa, but it's very invasive. So it actually, uh, it's it started living in the U.S. now too, and it's one of the most uh, regularly farmed fish, and it's really uh, good. Like it's it says here that the worldwide production of this fish exceeded one million five hundred thousand metric tons in two thousand and two. Oh. Yeah. So this is a fish that is very abundant. So the skin is easily accessible already. And they started in Brazil, they used it for treating wounds. So they applied the skin on top of burn wounds and they saw that the wounds, they healed faster. And uh, it also reduced the, the irritation and pain of having the normal bandage changed. And, uh, this, okay, and this is, this is a kind of a, a sweetheart story from Facebook. but in southern california when they had uh, wildfires the last time a lot of bears were burned as well and had burn wounds and normally they they would never be considered to have like skin treatment with human or pig skin so they used actually used this fish skin on them and it was the perfect um, use of this because the bears would normally eat the band-aids but when it's fish skin it's okay that they eat it because they would have eaten fish skin anyway and it also helped healing the wounds faster than if they had used normal Band-Aids. Um, and there, uh, there's a note in this article with the bears that they also received other alternative medicine, including acupuncture and chiropractic oh, th- wow. treatment.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Is that an t- alternative? What Kero- yeah. chiropractic treatment?
0: In this article, I think, is, I think in uh, the
1: US uh, is actually considered to be alternative uh, medicine. Yeah. Didn't we have a listener that comment my? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What was his name? I don't, I don't want to out him. But he said it, it's, it is not uh, an alternative, uh, alternative medicine. chiropractic. I mean, we have an entire uh, education here in Denmark mm, for it.
0: Mm. Yeah. So just you can type Google Fish skin for burn wounds, and you will see uh, like human arms with scales on them. It looks really yeah. Freaky.
2: So I've I've seen those pictures as well. Yeah. I've seen the Facebook posts and the Verge post and whatever. All of these, you know, popular science stories. Yeah. So how, where did you find your information? Was, well, it, was I, it from those uh, stories, or did you find uh, some papers about it?
0: I I I found some c- clinical trials where they used it, but it hasn't been the research in this is very new. Yeah. So the, the forest fire in Brazil where they started using it on humans was from 2017. Okay. So I, I don't think there are any uh, peer-reviewed uh, publications of it yet. Okay. Yeah. But I just, I just think, I I guess, I agree with you that we need to test this. So, uh, including the honey, that we need to be sure that there are no side effects. But I, but I, I was still baffled by the fact The fact that the 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 primary reason for us not using it is is because people don't want to use yeah that's true
2: Rob, you've been really quiet this whole time yeah what's your what's your take on this about the
1: fish fish skin yeah and and honey uh, and stuff on on burn wounds or whatever wounds i think uh, it's good that if people know how to treat themselves and that for example don't have to go to the hospital and oh. just that uh, uh, mommy comes with a yaw of honey and put it on the on your I don't know when the shit hits the knee, fan yeah knee scratch so I think it's good but I uh, also agree with you that Mark that uh, you want it to be treated as every other uh, medication that they have to go through uh, the same tests
2: I think it's dangerous to look at it as uh, it's just a sunshine story well honey works on everything because the I mean the science we have on it is either from Egypt, uh, ten thousand years ago, or two thousand years ago, I don't know, mm. or from what do you say very recent clinical trials. I don't
0: think that that recent.
2: Okay, it it was also a large sample size, and uh, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at least five thousand people have shown increased healing, mm. and that that's I mean that that's a very nice trend yeah. at least. But it's definitely, it's it's important to make sure that there are no side effects. Especially if you're wanting to get into this trade, because if you do this and just start selling honey as a treatment for yeah. wounds, and then at some point, 40 years in the future, people start becoming rats or beasts, Then you're on the hook for that.
0: Cronenberg.
2: <laughs> <Right>? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just because you took a bit of honey 10 years ago. Uh, it's yeah. a stupid point, but it is also valid. I mean, that it's the most effective point that People who are against chemicals, which is insane to say, it's the most effective point they have to me. But, but it's it's also how do you how do you predict the uh, but I I the believe 40 like, years like, in the like
0: chemophobia especially is is directed against synthetic chemistry, right? So it's not
2: they wouldn't know. No, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know to tell the difference between synthetic and.
0: I don't, what would you call the other one? I, th- I think that's the exact people who put honey into their wounds. That's that's people who... Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. But then then you do what I say. You ex- extract from the honey what is good, and you don't do anything to it. You just extract it. right? You don't produce it yourself. You just extract it. Then you put it in a vial, and then you try to
0: sell it to them, and they're going to go, No! And you've done nothing to the chemical. Yeah, mm. but I, I still think it's, it's valuable knowledge because... You can use it in countries where they maybe they can't afford... Oh, yeah. I'm not saying the yeah. honey is bad. I'm not saying the honey... I like the idea of the honey.
2: Yeah. I like that yeah. very yeah, much. Yeah. I'm just saying that the chemophobes are still going to be... I mean... they they So they're going to use this, but they're not... They wouldn't be willing to
0: use... Yeah, But you could say the same thing the about vaccines, thing. you know. There are also people against vaccines. Yeah, sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. Still. Rom, did you have a comment just before? I forgot it. Okay. No, oh, <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> um, about... Uh, but we've been eating uh, both honey and fish for uh, how many years? I don't know. Yeah. Millions million yeah. of years. <laughs> 100,000 years. So, I mean, it, 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 no one has got cancer from it yet.
0: I think bees can True. get cancer too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they can. I mean, every
2: living organism can. Yeah. So. Except from the naked rats. <laughs> the naked mole rat. Yeah. And the uh, bear, the water bear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a mutated cancer cell. So what's the uh, what's the aspect of this? Is
0: are we gonna see honey on wounds in five years everywhere? <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. I I don't think so. I don't not in the West at least. I hope uh, I hope this kind of research uh, could be backed up just to give cheaper alternatives for treatment in countries where they don't have mm-hmm. uh, advanced medical treatments as yeah. we do. I agree. Yeah.
1: You, if you scratch your knee, you don't need advanced medical treatment. I mean,
0: no, but if uh, you if you can't afford antibiotics when you get an infection uh, in that knee, it would have been uh, pretty nice to have uh, honey on it.
1: Uh, true, true. But it, but it's the same with aloe vera, you know. The aloe, you call it that? Yeah. Uh, and then, and now you've you see you see it in every product, like in your hair shampoo and and do uh, I don't know. Yeah, but that's okay. also an extract. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. So that will happen to honey if it not but instead of smelling good, tasting good, it will But be honey
0: good. is extracted from the beehive. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh.
1: Should we uh call it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, Robin, you're the host, you will uh, stop the show. Okay. Stop.
1: Good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, and uh yeah. How, does, how do I smash it up? How do we have any conclusions?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We do have conclusions. So uh, sloths are really slow, yeah, extremely slow, hmm. and uh, we won't probably won't be calling Valet anymore.
1: No, he's he's uh, he's angry. I think so.
0: With I'll the, uh, try.
2: I'll try making amends with him, but I don't think he'll be happy anymore. So
0: yeah, it's just like uh Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> All the characters die off, when the actors get new jobs. Oh, I thought it was mm-hmm. when they were fucking. Oh really?
2: I think so. When they start fucking in real life, they can't do it on the show anymore. Ah, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's it. That's.
0: Let me do I have a conclusion. <laughs> um, just put honey on everything, especially toast.
1: <laughs> and your wee wee. And uh, okay, I'll just say that uh, there it do exist uh, woodpecker skull collider simulations do ex- exist.
2: Ooh. Ooh 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 So there's twenty percent off of everything on the shop from the twenty fifth of April to the twenty sixth. So that's uh sometime next week.
1: And yeah, that's it. Remember to you
0: also get a free hug from me. Yeah. If you buy something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And find me.
1: Yeah. How about the uh, uh the chicken campaign. Right yeah, now. but that's that's last week. Okay. Because that's we're bad. yeah, we're
2: recording this a week in advance. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, but uh, congratulations to whoever wanted chicken. <laughs> 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 we'll figure out on Friday. So, yeah. last Friday for you. Good. And uh, otherwise, tell your friends about the, we- the podcast, and we'll see you next
1: week. And don't forget to be stupid. We should do that uh, random. Uh, web- Hey Vlad, how can it, be pos- how can it possibly be advantageous?
2: Now, now, so you three listen to me here. You have been coming with your questions several times and have not yet, yet asked to listen to a single one of Vladi's many opinions. We're really sorry Vladdy we didn't realize there was a problem. Of course you didn't. But you would have had you stopped with your own agenda to listen to Vladiflosky's agenda. Vladiflosky is going to take over the world. Every forest shall burn to the ground. Every animal shall be enslaved. No organism is safe for the wrath of Vladiflosky. Uh, Dear God, that sounds a bit extreme for me. Vladiflosky shall fill the world with pavement, steel and concrete, and then Flutura shall be Vladiflosky's first in command. Together, Flutura and Vladiflosky will rule the world and soon rocks will be the ultimate
1: leaders. But is that really necessary? And we will start with you.